apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Annie Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Breaks a tackle, dives in for two. Wow. Giants take the lead, 21-20. That is the way you make a coaching debut. Welcome to Joe about the G-Men. I am Joe Aguirre along with Steve Risser and King Zay. And I'll tell you what, fellas. Yesterday, when that ball sailed wide left from 47 yards, Bulk's a pretty good kicker. I I cried. I did. I did. The, the emotion here, let me explain the emotion. This team, over the last five years, has lost so many games where they were so in it till the last second, and then some miserable thing happens in the final moment, and they lose the game, and we... We would always do the, well, you know, they were right there at the end. They almost had it. It it was the emotions just overtook me. I am thrilled to death, A, that they had the guts to do what they did. The fact that Saquon Barkley was an animal on that football field. And the fact that while Daniel Jones still has a turnover problem, I like what I saw. I like what I saw. I I say I didn't hate anything. Uh, a, a problem's a bit of a stretch. Now, that's a bit of a stretch. I would say. All right, I see where you're going. I mean, for, on the fumble, it was a missed assignment. Obviously, seventy-five. He um, Akuto, whatever, however you pronounce his name, I can't pronounce it. Um, he completely missed the block on a on a play that looked funny from the jump. So you know, again, got that's out of his control. He can only do so much. And then on the interception. That one you put on Daniel, he's still learning. Obviously, he's still learning football. He's still learning, you know, scenarios and down in situations. Obviously, that's not the situation for a back shoulder throw. That should be somewhere in the back corner, you know, near the outside of the end, you know, out of bounds line. That should be somewhere back there. But, again, it's a learning curve. It's something he'll learn to grow. Again, we know Daniel Jones didn't play in the toughest divisions in college. He didn't play the top teams. So he still has a lot to learn. He But 
He's finally in a good system. He finally got a coach who's, you know, bringing a winning culture there. So long, Joe Judge used to irritate me at these press conferences about what they learned and what they could take away. And I'm glad that Dable just took it. And we don't have to worry about what was taken away. And we don't got to worry about these small wins every week. And, you know, what improved. We looked decent. We looked like a football team. Our defense held up well. Like I mentioned before, I thought the defense was going to do pretty well. Considering what that offense was, who the running backs were, how well the receiving core played, the Giants probably could have lost that game a lot worse if the defense completely came out and fell flat. But they played well. They stood up to the test. They you, they held Henry to him. I believe it was 74 yards or something like that, somewhere 82. around there. 82? Yep. So, again, that's huge for any defense to do, and especially a defense, you know, in their first time, in their first game under a new coordinator, new coach. Everything for the Giants feels really, really good right now. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, Steve, I'm serious when I say the heartbreak. We've talked about this so many times, and we texted about some of these games where, man, uh, Carolina a few years ago, it's another one I remember, the heartbreaking fashion. Again, for the Giants to finally be sort of, this is a good Tennessee football team, too. I think that's the other point. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was a great win. I mean, obviously, Saquon was phenomenal. Uh, the defense did a great job containing Derrick Henry. Daniel Jones, yes, that pick was inexcusable, but he came back, drove them down the field to win the game. So I, I was happy with what I saw from him. Uh, the, obviously, the defense containing Derrick Henry. And then Brian Dayball having the balls to go for it, to go, for, go for the win there in his first game as head coach was absolutely amazing. So I was so, so happy about this win. I'll tell you what else I really liked in this football game. It was that. Inside the 10. And on first down, Saquon Barkley to the sideline. Barkley tiptoeing down the sideline. And here comes the speed. Barkley shoved out of bounds near the 10. It's been a long time since we saw Saquon do something like that. Yeah, we haven't seen that in three years. Well, the funny thing was, you know, I always do this because, you know, even where last year he had a couple of pretty decent games, but if you took out that one, like, 35, 40-yard run, it was like 12 carries for 13 yards. This, despite 68 yards on that run, he still had 17 other carries that netted 98 yards. He averaged, like, nine yards a carry. That's what I'm saying, dude. Six catches, 30 yards, super productive. Look, I've been saying – Here's what they had to do this year. You got to make sure that Daniel Jones can win you some football games and that Saquon Barkley can carry the load. My concern was, can the defense hold up? Check, check, and check. I, I got to tell you, Without you would have – Zay, you, you, I think at some point texted me during the game and you were like, if I told you that they would hold – I think he had like 70 yards when you texted me. Uh, that it would be a, a two-score – I think a one-score game in the fourth quarter when Henry's got 70 yards rushing – you would have told me I was crazy. Damn straight I would have. Uh, but that's exactly what happened. The Giants did it on defense. Listen, the, the beginning of this football game, the first quarter into the second quarter, just before halftime even, I still had the feeling of like, same old, same old. Same uh, old overmatched Giants. I, 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 I started to get that feeling out of my – I didn't have that feeling. That last drive of the half when they held them, 
I felt like they had a chance. I felt That's like they had a where, chance. Because yeah, they, they were outscored 79 nothing last right. year, but right before the half. And when they stopped them right there, I felt like they had a chance. Zay and I were going back and forth in a chat yesterday, and he was he was like, you were calming me down. I got to tell you, you were saying a lot of a lot of really like, hey, look, this team does look better. They're moving the football. Um, again, right? I mean, it's the first game, and it's a good team. Tennessee, don't forget, was the number one seed in the AFC last year. Oh, oh yeah, oh absolutely. I mean, obviously, they're not that they're they're not that this year because they lost AJ Brown and Harold Landry for the season. But still, this is a, this is a good football team. Very, really, probably a nine ten win team. Again, the Giants were still underweaponed. They didn't have Kayvon Thibodeau. They didn't have Aziz Ojolari, two weapons we can't wait to unleash after we've seen from the rest of the defense. And Kadarius Toney, to me, is still a missed. If we can find a way to get this man the ball, because when he touches the ball, it's magic every time. It's like he can't – it almost seems like he can't mess up, it seems like. I thought he was going to get set, you know, because obviously he was supposed to throw the ball. He finds a way to break that into positive yards after breaking eight more tackles. If the Giants can find a way to consistently get him the ball, because I'm a move with Kadarius Tony. And finally, Sterling Shepard, thank you. You earned some money. Thank you. But I think Tony is something really special. The Giants have to really figure out how to get him the ball. Because once they do that, I think this offense can step to a whole nother level, honestly. Well, I honestly sure. believe that. It goes to a whole nother level. Well, I, I mean, Wendell Robinson's a L, but I missed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. Listen, I think I think you're right about Kadarius Tony, and I and again, anytime the ball's in his hands, you're like, oh, oh, oh my God, what's a? They got to get the ball in that kid's hands more, and the idea that he could also throw the ball, uh, it's kind of reminiscent of uh, LBJ. Uh, so not LBJ, not Lyndon Baines Johnson, but uh, OBJ. Um, who I don't know if y'all saw last week on Twitter. Oh, I saw it. I saw he was tweeting all about that Ram Bills game. Pretty much the entire game. It's smoke. Sure, it is smoke, but you know what? The Giants are one and oh. There's every to me, there's every reason in the world to feel optimistic. How could you not? How could you not feel great about the way this team looked? And again, like there's I think that there's a ton of room for improvement. Uh, on the pick, by the way, uh, Brian Dable, after lying to the press about uh, bitching Daniel Jones out, uh, admitted the conversation. He went over to Jones and was like, what did you see? And Jones was like, I saw over the shoulder. And Dable was like, I didn't see that at all. Uh, so learning experience for Daniel Jones. Here's the thing. Accountability. Didn't, <laughs> didn't cost him the game either. It didn't cost him the game. So many times, dude, those late picks or fumbles oh, yeah. are in the worst I remember, possible moments. I remember, I remember two years ago against against the Steelers on, on that, in that opening game, we had that terrible fumble that turned the game around. Oh, this is, look, <laughs> we can all agree Brian Dable's a breath of fresh air. He Absolutely. is a breath Absolutely. of fresh air for this yeah. franchise. Yeah, yeah. Every bit of everything he's done so far – has worked. It's what you want to see. It's what you want to hear. The players are buying into it. You see them in the locker room after the game. They're dancing. They're singing. Uh, they would have never done this with any other coaches before. Uh, honestly, they weren't honestly. doing that with Joe Judge at all. You know, it's funny too. Uh, Ryan Clark, uh, who's one of the only smart people that speaks on ESPN currently, everybody was making a big deal about the fact that during that drive, Dable went over to some of the defensive players and said, if we score, I'm going for two. Are you cool with that? 
Not that if they would have been like, no, 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 kick. Like as if he was going to do what they said. <laughs> but as Ryan Clark pointed out, it was the idea of like him getting their buy-in. You guys want to do this? Hell yeah, coach. I mean, everybody was fired up about it. And after the game, everybody talked about we. It was when we went for two. Coach asked us, and we said yes, and then we did it. And 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 it was – I heard a lot of guys talking about trusting Brian Dable and buying what he's saying. And to walk away with a W on the road at the team that had the best record in the AFC last year, I mean, leaps and bounds – above where I thought the New York Giants would be. I thought next week you're hoping Carolina is totally dysfunctional. Maybe the Giants could scratch out a win like that. Now I feel like this team's – I feel like this is a good football team. I feel like they're going to be competitive. And I think uh, – I don't know. what is Steve, am, am I crazy? Am I overreacting? I know it's just uh, one uh, game. Uh, I, uh, it's uh, one game. A, a, a little bit. I mean, Tennessee, I think, is going to be a little bit down. Uh, going to be is going to be a little bit down this year because of what they lost. And I, I mean, and I think I think this definitely has potential to be a good team. I think seeing what's going on around the NFC East, seeing obviously with the Cowboys, seeing the Eagles, you know, having trouble on defense yesterday, and we know the Commanders aren't a great team either. They they definitely have a chance to win this division. I think this, yeah, I think this team has a chance to be a uh, has a chance to be you know a nine ten win team if Daniel Jones plays well. I mean, it just but but still the quarterback is a little bit of a question mark because that pick yesterday was really really bad. But as I said earlier, he came back and he drove them down the field. So yeah, they do have a chance. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but I could see this team getting a wild card or winning the NFC East. Uh, yeah, no, Steve. I don't know. I, Looking at this schedule. I hate to say it. I see all these games up until the bye week winnable. Oh, Zay, I was just going to say, not that I expect it, but if the Giants got to the bye at 7-0, I wouldn't be shocked. Because to me, (laughs) Green Bay has going to have some issues scoring. I think the Giants defense can, can do a good job there. I think Baltimore is the biggest threat on this schedule. Obviously, Dak's going to be out. If I'm doing the math, I think Dak will miss both games. You also got Lions and Texans. I don't know. Suddenly the schedule, to me, this schedule looks awfully generous. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, very, it's, very, it's very favorable. I mean, they don't, they don't have the Bucs. They, they don't have the Rams. They don't have the Bills. They don't have the Chiefs. They don't have some of the top teams in the league on the schedule. So, yeah, with this schedule, this team definitely – could get. I mean, I might be. I might be crazy saying this, but this team could get double-digit wins. That's an insane thought. Well, actually. again, listen. Bottom line is, is you, you know, as I broke this thing down, I came up with like a. I think I said seven and ten or eight and nine was what I came up. I said with. seven and ten. Yeah, and and for me, Tennessee was a loss. Dallas were two losses. So let's throw three back on the board. I'm saying ten and seven. It's not an insane thing to say. Again, let's assume that Daniel Jones can consistently play better during the season. Look, I liked what I saw other than the pick. I mean, he only had three other incompletions. He got pressured. He didn't make any stupid decisions. The strip sack, as they said, not his fault. If they can run this offense, though, Steve, through, through, through Saquon, I mean, my God. 
he is one of the best running backs in football, and he reminded everybody why. Yeah, oh, yeah. If he could stay healthy, I mean, he's poised to have a humongous season this year. But that's the big key, if is, is easy, if he can stay healthy. Because we've seen <laughs> over the last three years, he's, he's, he's missed games due to injury. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was outstanding. And, yeah, they could run the offense through Barkley. I, I Yeah, I think Jones could have a really good season. Kenny Galladay. Uh, well, again, we got to pump our brakes, obviously. Uh, you got you to you gotta pump the brakes, guys. You got to remember, this team is still young. They're still learning. There's still a lot that happened. It was a great win. As much as I would love to see them continue to win, I do think, there's, you know, we still have to account for there's going to be errors. There's going to be mistakes. You know, there's going to be injuries along the line. So we have to account for that. So we, I, I want to just look one week at a time, and obviously next week we have Carolina. Again, I think that's a very winnable game. You look at the quarterback situation there. You look at the defense. You just look what the way they played all around against Cleveland on Sunday. Again, the Giants should have no problem going 2-0 here and starting off at the top of the NFC East. But, again, I think we should take it one week at a time, even though the schedule in front of them is very light. Crazier things have happened. Hector Vasquez says, I'll give them 9-8 and eight at best. And yeah, I'll take nine and eight. Nine and eight might even win you the division here. Oh, I, I could, yeah. He also said Giants are not consistent, at least not yet. I want to be confident, but they'll find a way to stink things up. Uh, we should beat Carolina and Dallas. Yeah. Uh listen, I here's here's where I'd like to caution Giants fans. Uh again, you got a different sense of this team in the second half. This team very easily could have folded and lost this game 34 to nothing. That that wouldn't have been totally out of character, and it also wouldn't have been out of character for this team to have lost this game. That's been Giants football the last five years. And as I've been saying the last five years, this team's got to start learning how to win again. And they certainly didn't do anything to earn the win here. I mean, it was a nail-biter. Thank God Brian Dable oh, was running his it. magical necklace or the Giants they might have it. lost. They, they, they earned it. Luck is part of sports. You got to have a little bit of luck. I wouldn't say they didn't earn it. They did earn it. They went down oh, no, there. No, 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 no. Of course, listen, they put themselves in a position to win a football game. I hate when people say lucky. I don't I don't agree that it was lucky, but again, it came down to no, you mean a luck. failed execution on you the other side, which again, Zay, Zay, like I'm saying, the last five years, Bullock nails that every time right down the middle. Right down the middle. So I don't know if 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 I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's the mojo, maybe it's the it's the vibe that's coming off of Brian Dable. Somehow, some way, this team won a huge football game. It's listen, this is the NFL. It's only one game, but it's the NFL. Games are so important. There's only 17 of them. Yep. I mean, you tell me the Colts aren't going to kick themselves later this year when that tie comes back to bite them on the ass? I bet you it does. In the AFC, dude, a, a tie is a loss right now. That is such a good conference. I mean, thank God for the Colts are in a terrible division, but still, yeah. I mean, that could the, potentially yeah, yeah. kill them. Oh, yeah. Like, before the season is over. Oh, yeah. Say them and the Titans, it comes down to like, they have the tiebreaker with the Titans, and, and they would have had it if they would have won that game. Very, signing yeah, very Matt very Ryan buried the Colts. The day they signed Matt Ryan, the day they buried themselves. The same thing. 
as the commander signing Carson Wentz. It, it, these guys are just not going to get it done. I don't care what the tie. The tie doesn't matter. That AFC is a dog. If you're not a dog, you're not going to win. Matt Ryan isn't a dog. I thought Carson Wentz just, was pretty decent. He did. He did. He, I mean, the way he brought his team back. Against the, against, don't, that's a, that, that's I know Jacksonville stinks. Yeah, but, but hey, hey, the way he brought it's his team back, you got to give him credit for that. Yeah, you got to give him credit for the way he brought him back. I don't. I don't got to give him credit for it. He should have done it. I'm not going to give you credit. I don't give you credit for things you should do. You're the better team. You should You're not win. wrong. I'm not going to give you credit for that. I, I somewhat agree with you. I don't think he needs to get any credit. Uh, also, interestingly, Darius Slayton was uh, was a healthy scratch in this game, which is weird when you got, you know, James running all over the field, making all sorts of contributions. This team should have moved Darius Slayton, clearly. Oh, yeah. And there's there's so- does doesn't there's, fit the plans. There's so many receivers. I mean, Sills, Galladay, Shepard, Tony. Uh, Robinson, there's so many receivers. And you saw him coming in out of the game all the time yesterday. So, uh, yeah, this team should have definitely moved to Slayton. I mean, it's, uh, there's so many receivers on this team. You can't move them. Nobody want them. Yeah. Well, clearly it's that's what it comes case. down to. They restructured his contract. They made it, you know, he's getting the, the league minimum. But, you know, nobody wants him. You can't move him. It's, 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 that's what it is. Let's see Green Bay have a couple more weeks of him throwing to that JV squad, and let's see if maybe a Darius Slayton doesn't look a little better. <laughs> I'm just saying. What an injury. What? Let me let me ask let me ask you guys this. By the way, Christian McCaffrey did nothing uh, for the Panthers. Ten carries for 33 yards, uh, and Baker Mayfield did what he does best. <laughs> he, he, yeah, I know, right, dude? Not for nothing. <laughs> In your fantasy drafts, you 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 got to feel for the people that that uh, uh, selected Cam Akers third or fourth overall. That was a disaster, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Look, I didn't get much points with Derrick Henry. I didn't get much more points with Derrick Henry. So yeah, it's been that type uh, of week. I drafted Jonathan Taylor in every single draft that I was in, and he had a monster monster day. So. Yeah, I love that. Anyway, look, I'm I'm optimistic. I like what I'm seeing from the Giants. I don't I don't want to um I'm going to temper my expectations. I just want to see this team play well week in and week out. But again, I'll point out one other guy. One of my favorite guys in the NFL, Mitchell Trubisky. Not pretty. Guess what? Another W for Big Mitch. He did he did a good job not making mistakes when the team he played against made a boatload of mistakes. Bottom line, bottom <laughs> line. What do we we give credit Trubisky, for a guy who it doesn't, barely listen, won a game? It, it doesn't matter, dude. Listen, I, no one's saying Jim McMahon's the reason the Bears won the '85 Super Bowl, dude. But then again, that's not the '85 Bears defense. So calm yourself down. Joe, his counterpart threw four interceptions. Mitchell Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky. Wins football games at almost a 700 clip. And he's so disrespected because he doesn't do it all fancy-like. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson's got a a losing record in his career getting all that money and doing all that raping and stuff. I'm just saying, here's what I want from Daniel Jones. Because every kicker 
in the football games. I don't care how Daniel Jones looks doing it. I just want the dub. I want to see Saquon with the touch of the ball 25 times, and I want to see Daniel Jones not turn over the football, win games. I don't care if he throws for 300 yards or 155 yards as long as they start winning football games. Yeah, he's got to do it. He's got to do it this year or he's out. He's got to do it this year or he's out. I mean, obviously, he's going to have to have some big games to beat some of the teams like the Bravens and the Packers and the Eagles. He's going to have to have some big – or the Vikings. He's got to have some big games. But, yeah, win the games. Don't turn the ball over. Then you could stay here. Steve, if we're optimistically saying the Giants could go 9-8, and eight, that would require – Daniel Jones to have a better than Daniel Jones expected kind of season, which again, to me, solidifies he would be the guy going forward. And to me, that's the whole purpose of this season is to see if he's the guy or not. I don't think that it's, it is. It's to see if he's the guy or not. It's to see if Saquon's worth salvaging or not so far. Yes. And yes. And then thirdly, if the two of them do play well and meet expectations or surpass them, then you've got a season where you're going to be a competitive football team, and then it does come down to how many games can you win, how good is the defense, and that's what we're going to find out in the next few weeks. I'm just going to be real with you. That I don't believe that's the case at all. I do, I, and I'm going to stand on this. The Giants will be drafting a quarterback next year. At some point in the draft, they will be drafting a quarterback. They will be taking somebody who they – Phil is their guy because I don't I, even if Daniel Jones has a great year, I don't think it's I don't think they think it's sustainable. It's a long term situation. They want someone who's their guy who they think has listen. All the right I tools I think you're confusing. Picked. You're confusing what you've seen the last three or f- four years. You're you're confusing that with what you think is going to happen this year. And the scenario I'm painting for you is the guy's putting up like a pro bullish kind of season maybe even a Pro Bowl season. That's what it's going to take for Daniel Jones to be the quarterback next year. Uh, to me, say anything short of that, I agree. I agree. A.J. Jefferson, I, I know, the I, guy. I think the Giants can get there. Yeah. No, nah, no. Nah. The Giants quarterback is coming somewhere from that Florida area. More like the Gators. Well, uh, but if I'm I, – I, again – I think Dable and I think uh, um, showing this Joe showing it's going or however you pronounce his name. Shane, Shane, I Shane. think they want yeah. their guy. I don't believe. I don't believe. I, that they I don't disagree with you. Want to rely on Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley? I do believe, regardless of the outcome of this year, these two could still be on their way out. I honestly still do believe that. I think it will all be up in the air, even if Saquon runs for 1,000 yards. Because, again, you're talking about a guy with a ton of miles on him who's already proven you that he can't stay healthy. A four-year starter at Duke. He took all the – I mean, excuse me, at Penn State. He took all the beating. He took all that, you know. He, he was there. He was their workhorse, basically. And now the Giants have gotten the remains of him. So if you get squeeze one good year out of him, maybe you'll get another one. I don't think the Giants will be bringing him back. I don't think he's worth the risk. Unless you get them on a super friendly deal, and I mean really friendly, I don't think he's coming back. I don't think Daniel Jones is coming back, regardless of what he does. I'm just being honest. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I think, think he could have a pro bowl year. On I don't think they see. Why, so w- let me ask you this. 
What would be the logic in doing another rebuild and then going out and starting another rookie quarterback if you found that this guy was good enough to still, win ten or eleven games in in, in think, the in the? And why would you do that? I think you're in the beginning of a rebuild. I think if you can get your quarterback next year, like we mentioned before, you have this calorie set, this, excuse me, the salary cap space to go out there, fill in the line. Fix the line the way you need to go get you your center. Go get your other guard. Get those guys you need. Not necessarily always have to draft people. Because, again, I mentioned before, we talk about it all the time, I hate draft picks because they're suspect. You never know what the hell you're going to get. Get me proving guys who know what they're doing. Get me the top guys on the market. Fix that line. Bring in your quarterback. Your, uh, find a way to get rid of Galladay. But bring in, you know, your system. I think you're honestly looking for people – that you want to fit the system. You're not trying to deal with the leftovers of the last regime. It's nice. Like some people will, I think will like Tay Crowder. I think some of these guys will transition over, but I think a lot of them not named Xavier McKinley, you know, Neil Thibodeau, the uh, Thomas, these certain guys, those guys are staying. But as far as the Saquon Barkley's, the day they're gone. I, I honestly, they would have to win a Super Bowl for me to think they could stay. That would really would have come down. They'd have to get to an NFC Championship game. Not as a Steve, Get me to an tell, NFC Championship game for them to stay. No, 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 no. I mean, if they if they if they win the division, I mean, I don't I don't think I I think I don't think they're gonna do this. But say they go eleven and six and they win a division and get to the playoffs, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna keep both those guys. That's so that's what's gonna happen. They're, as Joe said, they're not gonna go through another rebound. Well, right. And again, Steve, if if they were to somehow go ten and seven or eleven and six. You've got to understand that Saquon's running for like 1,500 yards. Absolutely, In that yeah. scenario. And oh, Daniel yeah. Jones is throwing for like 3,500. Absolutely, there's no yeah. way. There, there's no way the Giants can be that good this year if those guys aren't both outstanding. And if and again, if it's like, dude, by the end of the season, if Daniel Jones is balling out and his reputation is different, then you got to like, all right, wait a minute. Of course... I will say this, say to your argument. I don't know the the new the new way to do things in the NFL is to win with a quarterback on a rookie contract, which Daniel Jones isn't. Does it make sense, regardless of how things work out this season, to go out there and get you a quarterback he- of the future? You're going to have cap space. You can start to build no. around him guards and centers and cornerbacks what do you pay him if he plays that well he's obviously mvp running if he's playing that damn well or, or some he's in some type of award what are you paying him because lamar jackson's already turned down big money based on the fact that sean watson we talked about is not playing he's making the most money these guys see these other contracts they're not blind sure. they see what he's getting they want more. They want to be the next big contract. Every time we hear it, oh, the biggest contract, oh, the biggest con, the most guaranteed money. Every I, time you a contract signed, we always I hear said? that. Next, you know, they always want to be that. Did he not hear hmm. what I said? But I no, I, I I'm, I'm saying, with you. I agree. Right. Paying? What would it cost if Daniel Jones has a baller season? That's why I think they've got to sign him a five-year, two hundred million dollar deal now. Or right, exactly. No. Uh, you're not wrong, Zay. I and, and again, the formula that everyone seems to be using is get a rookie on a rookie contract to try to win within five years, then extend them. 
So it would make more sense to do that with with Richardson or Jefferson or Bryce Young. Again, I can't see a scenario where Daniel Jones stays. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. It's just. What do you say to that, Steve? That's actually solid now. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I could see a little. I mean, seeing what Jones would make. I mean, yeah, he makes a good point that if you did, if you do keep Jones, probably, the thing is that they want to keep Jones this year for some reason. They would probably fran- give him the fran- They probably uh, franchise him. They probably give him the franchise tag. But yeah, if you, yeah, because do you do you really want to pay Jones forty forty five million dollars to be your quarterback and not really build anything around him? And is Daniel Jones the quarterback that you could pay him that much? And, and, and can he carry a team? Probably not. So that is a good point. They, they definitely, definitely make it. I can see that. But but I can also see the other side of it. If they have a really good year, it's going to be hard for them to move on. I would say one guy gets moved on from regardless, not both. I can see that. I definitely can oh, see that. I, I keep saying the reason Tampa, the reason Tom Brady wins so much is because he doesn't take a lot of money and he allows the team to spread the money around him to bring in talent. They looked good last night with Julio because, again, Brady's not bringing in money. You can continue to bring in these guys. The Giants cannot afford to put that much money in Daniel Jones. They have to go out and patch other holes so the next guy in can get a good, solid 5- to 10-year run. That is the idea. Fix everything around so the next guy in has nothing to worry about but getting better. And playing you football. see, you keep That's saying the these idea. things, and again, I'm saying we don't know if Daniel Jones is broken yet. We're uh, we're basing that on what we've seen, not not I'm what's not happening right broken. now. I'm not saying he's broken. I'm saying from what we've seen in the last three or four years of Daniel Jones has not been enough improvement for me to think that, regardless of the outcome of this year, he could be paid amongst the top quarterbacks in the year in the league. My opinion is the Giants will go out. They will get a rookie quarterback, bring him in, and go out and use that money to fill the center position, to fill the guard position that they need to fill so badly, to go out and get maybe another corner. Because obviously our corners didn't look bad, but to having another corner would be nice. Darnay Holmes looked very exposed, and Allen Robinson at times looked beat. And these they weren't going up against the best receiving core in the league. I think the Giants, again, will go out, fix those holes, move on from Daniel Jones, get you a new quarterback who now has nothing to worry about. You've got your new center. You've got your new guards. You've got your tackles who you drafted. You were solidified. They're going to be there for the long term. And obviously you need a tight end because the Giants don't have a tight end right now. I think that's what you go out and do with your money. You don't invest it in Daniel Jones. He's not worth a five-year, $200, $300 million, you know, $150 guaranteed. He's not worth none of that. Are you pissed because the Jets lost? You've taken (laughs) literally all the joy out of this Giants win. He's already his. They're one and all. They win a game, and he's already blowing it up for next year. What are you? You're killing me. You're killing me. I'm not. I'm not blowing it up for next year. You're not getting. I I told you this before too, and I told you last week. The Giants are. This is a whatever year. Whatever they put into it, whatever effort they put is what their record will be. I, I I have no qualms on how this year goes. I don't care if it goes bad. I hope it goes great. But again, we know the situation we are with the Giants. That's why I say pump your brakes on your expectations. Yes, they could go 6-0 and to the break. 
but they can also go three and three. They can go four and two because well, two and four because this is the New York Giants, and and this is what I'm saying. Let's pump our brakes. I wish Jace was here. Jace needs to be here. Jace has never been here for what feels like a Giants win. We need need Jason. Like the Giants are going to go beat the Panthers fifty-six (laughs) nothing for LT. (laughs) Steve, you miss you, Jason. Will be back soon. I hope. Yeah, yeah, he will. We'll we'll have Big Jace back here soon. Steve, give it to me straight. Is is Zay right or is he just a miserable Eeyore kind of guy who can't enjoy a victory? I mean, right now, I think he should be a little bit optimistic of the way they, they got a big win. I think he should be a little bit optimistic, but I do see where he's going. You know, he did because, yes, going into the year, a lot of Giants fans thought this would be a rebuilding year, but he should be a little bit more. This is a day for Giant fans to be happy, not worrying about, you know, the future and everything. It's a day Giant fans should be happy because we've got a big win. we got a big win. We haven't been able to celebrate big wins like this in, in, in a while. So we got a big win. So this should be a day of positivity and optimism. Good. See, Steve gets the last word. I got time. All right, we'll be back next Sunday morning. We will uh, get it, do a little more in-depth preview of the Giants versus the Panthers, but we're going to spend the next five days relishing this win while Zay continues to figure out uh, how to blow the New York Giants football team up for next season uh, because he's a 2023 man. Zay's put so much money down on the Giants in 2023. It's not even funny. This is the guy who said yeah. <laughs> and made fun of the Giants for having so many consecutive losing seasons. And here I am. Yeah. Trying to just say pump your expectations because we don't know what's going to happen. And now you're bashing me. All right, I, cool. Yesterday you were yelling at me for not giving him enough love. And now today you're like, dude, stop. Tap the brakes, okay? It's one game. Like, come on. I don't, you're messing with my emotions here. We've been here, but that's what I'm just saying. Let's give it a second. Let's get to week three. We're three and over week three. Forget it. The Rails is coming off this bitch. Off the bus. I love it. All right. Deal. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us. Uh, Steve Risser from Sports Talk with RJ weekdays at one o'clock. Make sure you tune in for that. Obviously, uh, King Zay and I will be back here uh, each and every week to preview and then do a little uh, post-game here on the New York Football Giants. Off to a great 1-0 start on their way to a Super Bowl. Just kidding. That's it for us. Make sure you check us out on social media and online at uh, at showing about the G-Men. That does it for us. Catch you next time. Sanderson looking in, zone for a pass. He's looking for King, intercepted. He's going to go down the right side. Lawrence down to the 20, 30, down to the 40. He might go all the way. Third down and seven. Good jump off the line by Strahan, who gets the sack. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Four-man rush. Eli throwing into traffic on the sideline. They're going to rule the catch by Manning. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. 
Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com.